<laughs> All right. It's good. I'm excited. It's going to be good tonight. And that's the wrong doc. And hopefully the rest of it downloaded. Oh, boy. I got it. It's just waiting. It was half downloaded. All right. So just in light of the, of the fast, I just want to minister something. And, and you know, I've been praying, I've been preaching about prayer for the last two weeks, right? This is not, this is not by accident, right? This is not by coincidence, because I don't believe there's any coincidence in the kingdom. But I believe that the Lord is speaking clearly to us that what he does want to do is he wants us to move into a prayer and fasting season, and it's to bring us into a whole new realm of what he wants to do in the next season. Do you believe that? I really want to. I, I really want to. Hopefully, release this with authority, and and I I want you to listen with your ears tonight, with spiritual ears, because if you don't hear what I say, you're gonna miss it. And I and I feel like the Lord has really given. You know, sometimes He talks in language we don't understand, and sometimes He's really plain and clear. And so I'm trying to understand the language. Aren't we learning about that translating God? Yeah, we're learning about that on Tuesdays, and it's, it's really good, but it helps us to understand and know that he wants to flow, he wants to release words to us so that we can respond to them, and in that, we actually see breakthrough. How many, because that's what this is all about. You know, when Noah had, uh, he just put out a group message to some leaders, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm in. I said, this is, this is, uh, this is so resonating with me and what, 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 I'm, what I feel like the Lord is speaking to us right now. And that is to position us to receive and hear so that we can go and do exactly what the Lord says. Because when you know what the Lord says and you just obey, it's real simple. Things just happen. Provisions there. The anointing's there. Everything comes through those things. And so I just really want to encourage you tonight to just hear with an ear. that, Like Jesus said, he who has an ear, let him hear. And so there's some things that the Lord gave me. And actually, Daniel 5.12 speaks of in as much... See, Daniel had an excellent spirit, and it says to understand and have knowledge, understanding, interpret dreams, solve riddles, explain enigmas, and this is what uh, the king called him upon Daniel for, and actually, you know what? The whole world is looking for Daniels right now. The whole entire world is looking for those that will release the, the truth and unlock secrets and mysteries. Jim Early, I love you, man. Good to see you. I can't believe you're here. So in that, he wants us to understand and know. Not, not, don't pay attention to that man in the back, even though I made a perfect spectacle of him. But in that, I really feel like the Lord is wanting to speak to us to unlock things, right? And we've had some dreams that have, that have uh, spoken about unlocking things, and I'm going to release a couple dreams Actually, very simple dreams that happened uh, over the last couple weeks. And I'm also going to release some, you know, times and things that all lock, unlock all this stuff that I really believe the Lord's bringing us into. I know this, that the Lord's bringing us into a season of awakening and a season of great, great harvest. Speak to your neighbor and say harvest just so you know they're awake. Okay, so Daniel 5 said... I've heard, I've heard of you that the Spirit of God is in you and that the light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found inside of you. And so that's what we're going to go by. We're going to ask the Lord for, 
for actual breakthrough, but I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm reading this for a purpose because there's prophetic signs and signposts that the Lord gave us just in a couple weeks. Just really easy stuff. And I'm, I'm going to talk about a couple dreams, and I'm going to talk about a couple times that I've been woken up, that Victoria's been woken up, and it all locks together very nicely in a package if you're paying attention. But if you're not paying attention, you don't hear and understand anything because we don't understand what the Lord's doing. So I'm going to talk about two dreams that were about babies, and they were very simple. Victoria had this dream that she was giving birth to a baby, and I, I shared part of this, but she's not pregnant. Thank you. But it, may be prof- it is prophetic in the fact that the boy was a, a handsome young boy, obviously, baby, with blue eyes. Must look just like his grandfather. And so, I'm just saying that. Come on, humor. But here's the dream, that when the baby was born, that there was no pain. That there was just a release of the child and there was great joy. Dream number two. My wife had one last night, and they're actually two very opposite dreams, very opposite, and I thought, but with the same, with very much the same message, that her cousin, who was actually, who's, who was, I'll just say it, murdered, her life was taken from her at a young age, um, was, get, was, was giving birth to a baby, and asked her to take the baby and raise the baby. And so she was there at the delivery and the baby was given and she received the baby. This one had brown eyes, must have been her child. But the Holy Spirit was speaking very clearly to me through this. And it's funny because I'm up getting ready for today and they both come into the room like, you know, it was a good, it was a good moment because the Lord is speaking clearly. And then I just want you to, to tell you this, that the Holy Spirit, we received a word only on my birthday, right? And it was about having babies. So I'm just going to go to that because I did, I did write it down. The same day that Victoria had the dream that she was giving birth to a, to a baby boy, and they were both baby boys, right? They were both baby boys. The same day, there was also a clear word about expansion. And just turn to Isaiah 54 for a minute. Turn to Isaiah 54. I'm just going to read this. 54, sing, O barren. This is the word he spoke over me. Sing, O barren, you have not borne Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have, not, who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains to, to your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and, and make desolate cities inhabited. So I'm saying this, right, to say that the two dreams were one and the same. But one, I believe the one that my wife had is about desolate heritages. It's about 
and the word that was given was bringing life to desolate places. And so through something that tragic that happened, there's a sign that she received new life from something of an inheritance. Because I believe what, what she received was an inheritance. And what my, wife, what my daughter see, received was birthing, right, with no pain, with no struggle, with ease. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read into that, and I'm going to speak into that. And then I received this word that very day that Victoria received her dream. And so I look at this, and I say, okay, God, God, what are you saying? So here I am. We're praying, and God, I can't get away from prayer now, right? I just can't. Everything I read in Scripture is about prayer. Everything, and I know that it's all through the Bible, but you don't just land on all that stuff all the time. And the Holy Spirit is just weaving the word through me about praying. About fa- I'm thinking, God, it's time to fast. It's time to get ready. It's time you're going bur- to burst something forth. And so when I received this word from, from, um, from Bob, Hazlitt, I, res- I felt like God just ignited something through that, and then my wife woke up with this dream today, and there were two numbers. I woke up last night at 4.20. I can't, and I mean, bing, wide awake, like it's weekend, man, I should be sleeping. And I rolled around all night, just couldn't, you know, I just didn't go to sleep. I laid there, and then Victoria woke up at 2.23, and so I'm just going to read into those in a minute, but I want you to understand that it all has to do with the harvest. Ready? I'm going to read more into the word that was given to me. There's an inheritance as a son that's coming over the body to make desolate cities inhabited. Come on now. As I'm saying this, you should be receiving this. Because really, if it was for me, it's for you. And if it was a word that was activated... Through, through the life and the, and, and the life-giving words of Jesus, then you, you, get, you can take that, all right? But as a body, it doesn't matter. You're going. You're either going with us or you're not. <laughs> so this is the deal. We are going to see desolate places changed. And I'm telling you, this is what the fasting and prayer thing is about because it's not about, you know, okay, just another breakthrough, and we have another 21-day fast, and we have another time of seeking the Lord. God wants to actually bring a breakthrough in the region that is actually permanent, that will change, that will bring transformation, that will ignite awakening, that will ignite the great harvest that we've been believing for. I believe that. If you believe that with me, if you can just believe that, I, I just, I'm asking the Lord to open people's hearts that they just grab hold of this. Then it said, that, then it said in a place that's been spiritually barren, you will see sons and daughters raised up. That's a good word. Taking desolate buildings and putting his presence in them. Anointing to see barren wombs open and pregnancies happen and babies are coming in the natural and the spiritual. Come on, somebody. Did you bring the changing table? Yes. Ah, see? I told you. Come on, Brittany's going to be in charge of cleaning all that stuff up. <laughs> it's all prophetic. When God's speaking about new life and new babies, come on, guys. It, and this is the part about Manchester and the region that is really getting my, my spiritual 
you know, I just really want to, I want to make a move. And I'm not going to outstep. I'm not going to go ahead of God. But when God finds the place, we're going to know we're in the right place at the right time that the harvest is going to come. Because we need a place that can contain that which the Lord's going to bring. Is it okay to believe, you know, do you think that God just wants to give every church 10 souls? 100 souls? Come on, man. It's about world harvest, really. It's about world harvest. It's about regional harvest. I think God wants to see a lot more people saved than we can even imagine or think. And we won't, and this is the thing. What, what the fasting needs to be for is to prepare for the harvest. Because we can't contain the harvest if we can't grab hold of a vision for the harvest. And that's what tonight is about. It's about grabbing hold of a vision that God wants to release a great harvest on your life. Whatever that looks like. Whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance. And it, and it will come through that in many different ways. But I'm telling you right now that the Holy Spirit wants us to get really, really, really excited about the gospel and the gospel message. Because it's all centered about, it's all about Jesus. It's all about the life he laid down and that he gave for the city of Manchester, that he gave for the city of Kingston, that he gave for Raymond, that he gave for every city in the, in the southern New Hampshire district area. And, and I believe this, that there is nothing that can stop the wave of God if we give ourselves to it. And so there's desolate places. Listen, there are inheritances waiting to be grabbed. There's... There is inheritances from the second great awakening that we can take hold of and partake of. And the, and the 1950s healing movement, come on. It's, it's all America. And I, and I love going and I love doing missions and I love going overseas and seeing crazy, awesome things happen. But there is no reason. There is no reason. Listen, listen, we want to live under a cloud of prophetic promise instead of sitting back and being bored. I'm telling you guys, I can't, I can't sit and wait for something to happen. I have to activate something, on, and it starts here. It starts by just inviting people. It starts, in, and it doesn't necessarily even need, need to be here. It can be at your home. And come on, you just start spontaneous groups, home groups, or whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's about reaching the lost. And it's about seeing people healed, saved, and delivered. It's seeing the sozo over their lives. That the youth, that the young adults, that, the, that every age, and it's, uh, it's about every age. It's about a harvest of every, every generation. And so people are hungry, and we don't even respond to people's hunger because we're afraid or we're intimidated. So the next season, we're going to see a great, great harvest. So I just looked at, at what was happening with, with Lisa as, as a promise this morning, right? That there are, there are inheritances all over this room. All over the room that God wants to release to your life. And you don't even know what they are. But God wants to unlock those things, and he wants you to have vision for those things, and he wants to give you revelation to those things so that you can grab hold and step into the promise that's been given to you. I'm, I'm going to start nosing around because my grandfather was a preacher up in Maine. So I'm going to have to start messing around and looking at my lineage and find out what's going on up there and what happened in the past because he was a Methodist minister when they were on fire for God. And come on, let the, let the Methodist church come on fire again. Come on, it's right on this sign. Fire. Let's go. And so the Lord wants to release greater 
grasp for, the, for an understanding. So 4.20, here we go. Ready? 4.20, I woke up in the morning. The Lord gave me this. And here's the verse, but I'm going to read it in the context. For we cannot but speak the things which we've seen and heard. I'll let that sit for a minute. We cannot speak. We cannot but speak the things that we've seen or heard. And it comes out of the context of what? Peter and John, the miracle that took place. It was out of Peter's first sermon. It all leads one place, guys. It all leads one place. We're doing 21 days. We're going to believe for 21 days. And God, you, again, I'm not legislating anything. I'm going to be fasting and praying. That's all I know. I'm going to be spending my time not on my phone looking at stupid stuff or watching TV or football games or something. You know, it's just God wants us to hone in and be hungry for the things that he's hungry for. Right? So it comes out of this. So they called them. This is what happened. They did a miracle in the middle of the city. A guy comes up out of being paralyzed for, thir for 38 years, wasn't it? Come on. Silver and gold have I now none, but what I have I give unto you. And, he writ and, they, and they grabbed the guy and he came to his, whole, his legs got strengthened. It didn't happen until he moved. It didn't happen until he stood. And that's the power of a miracle. It doesn't happen until you engage with it. But that's what happened. And so they're, now they've got them before the council, and they're saying, so they, they called them then on them and commanded them not to speak. And see, there's a spirit, there's a religious spirit that tells us to be quiet. Just simmer down, don't get excited. Don't get so crazy. You know, it's just one. You just got to win one. No, I want to win a thousand. And a thousand, and how about a million? The world population is six billion. Come on, man. I'm telling you guys. What do I do after we get a thousand in here? I don't know, but we'll figure that out as we go, right? After the Lord gets a thousand in here, don't don't misconstrue my words, right? I'm not talking to you. All right. <laughs> so then he says this. Peter and John answered them. It says so they commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in his name. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you or or, or you, for you to judge. So they, they were saying, for we can't but speak anything but what we've seen and heard. So when they further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because, the peop because of the people. And since all glorif all glor they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom the miracle had been performed. Come on, it's good. Then Tori had this, woke up at... at 2.32, and she comes up to the room, and she's like, Dad, I looked at every 2.32. There's nothing. The first scripture I went to was Joel 2.32. Uh, it wasn't 2.22. Did I say 2.22? Okay, 2.32. 2.32 says this, It shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ready? You know where it came from? Joel chapter 2, the famous chapter. Come on. Just go there with me quick. Come on, we want prophetic perspective on what's happening. Why we're doing things. Why we're stepping into something. Why do we pray? Why do we seek the Lord? Why do we fast? 
Verse 20 says, 28 says, it shall come to pass afterwards. Hmm. Kind of goes together with Acts chapter 4. Why? Because in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit was poured out, and then the church really came to life and became ignited, didn't it? So it says this. It says, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prosper prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also on your manservants and your maidservants i will pour out my spirit on those days i'll show wonders in the heavens and on the earth and blood and fire and pillars and smoke so he's talking about the great day when the poor the outpouring of the holy spirit comes to the church and so what am i telling you tonight here's what happens we seek the lord they waited 10 days they waited in the book of acts 10 days and there was an, a massive outpouring of the Spirit of God. And it absolutely changed the planet. Jesus changed the planet. But when, when they received the John 14, 12 promise, greater things than these you shall do, this is what happened. They waited for the Lord to come and release fire. See, what happens is we're looking, I'm telling you guys, this is why we got to focus. Focus. Because what happens is, I have to do it too. I promise you. I have to do it. Because what happens is this. We start on one road. And I'm not saying it's all one way and it does, we, God never changes course. But here's the thing. God wants to bring us into a place where we are focused on one thing. The fire of heaven coming down and touching the earth. Because I need the presence. I need the power. I need the fire of heaven to come to my life or I'm not worth a thing. And you need the fire of heaven to come to your life and touch your life. Because what happens is we get stuck. We'll do 15 teachings. We'll do YouTube. We'll do a thousand things instead of the one thing, which is prayer. I'm back on that again, yeah. One thing, it's prayer. It's seeking the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. So what? Because that can be, what happens is we get real stale with prayer. And we have to look at prayer in a different perspective. That God's going to bring an increase into our lives that we can't... There's no YouTube video that you can watch that'll ever put it in there. I'm telling you, I started going back because the Lord really spoke to me about back when I got that word... For, remember the lightning storm I spoke about? Crazy stuff happening? Yeah. I'm going to finish with that. But the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, there's something happening that the Lord wants to release on the body. And not just this body. He wants to release it on the whole entire body. If we'll respond. If we'll respond. I said, if we'll respond, really. And I can't, I can't, I can't uh, convey enough that we, I don't want to live under the shadow of a prophecy and not see it happen. Because, the, you know... Even a year ago, it was like one year ago that I received a word from Lou Engel that was just blow your socks off, you know, you look, just get ready to see a, a harvest and be a father of awakening. So that's not, it seems like a heavy, heavy yoke upon me, but it's not. Because I know it's only, the only way it's going to come is through, how does Lou do it? <laughs> He's a prayer and fasting machine. He scares me. He scares me, man. But he knows that one thing will change and shape the earth. It's a body that will, will dig in. And I'm not, again, guys, it's not through 
It's not through works that any man can boast. But it's just throwing yourself before the Lord and say, God, can you come? We have to repent for ways we think, man. I have to repent for ways that I think, like church, church weird things that you think. Come on, when someone gets in your business about your church thoughts, about how we think church should be. Dude, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to take that and put it aside. And he just wants to get a hold of your spirit, man, and he wants to blow life into it. So that all of a sudden, then when, when his life comes into us, then we're just, dude, preaching machine. You have no other thing. You, and there's this, and I will talk about this next week and the next two weeks, about a love for the gospel. Because if we do not, listen, we need a, such a love for the gospel message. I'm telling you guys, the gospel and the center of what everything is going to hinge upon is us being on fire for what God did in our lives. And I'm telling you, it's not just the testimony of what he did in your life, but it's the Holy Spirit and what he did through Jesus Christ on the earth. And we have to know that we're found in him, we're complete in him, we're justified by him, all those things. But the life of God is going to come into you through actually grabbing hold of that. And we can't just, dude, we can't go into, I'm <laughs> sorry with the dudes, I, we just can't go into a place and begin to talk to people almost convinced that the gospel works. Are you hearing me? It's like not, all, it's not like almost he may have touched my life and changed my life and transformed me. No. It's like the fire of God came to my life and this is the way I am. Like it or not. But you need to be convinced. And here's where the church, we get, we get lost. We're not convinced. Like it may be, yeah, he might help you. <laughs> you might get healed. He might set you free. I'm telling you, because a lot of the body is just like that. We're real passive on, on absolutes. Absolutes that Jesus did and will do for you if you just give your life to him. Isn't greatness? Greatness should be like overshadowing your heart. And I'm not talking about a, like a way of, of like haughtiness or pride, but the greatness of God should be overshadowing your heart to grab hold of what he called you to do so that you can step into that and see it just come to total life. I can't remember that again. It's on tape. You can always look online and get it online. Facebook Live, it's always there. But I want my heart, my, the greatness of who he is to, to overshadow my heart. And then to move heaven and to shake the earth. Because that's what this is about. This is about us moving the Father into a just taking the Father and moving him into the earth. We're going to talk about it at the end. But I really feel like there's something of, of God where he wants, he's looking to play, make this place his footstool. Not this place. The earth. Dominion, kingdom, life, and all redemption coming through that. Yeah, so let's just turn there now. Isaiah. Back to the beginning of the chapter I shared last week. Isaiah 66, <coughs> verse 1 and 2. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that we will build 
Where's the house that you'll build me? That's the question that comes from Jesus. Where's the house that's going to come that, that, that only I've formed, that where my feet can go, that where I can land and where I can be, and that no one will say otherwise, right? Where's the place of my rest? For all those things my, my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord, but, but on this one will I look. How do we make a house that he can come and rest on? Here it is. Well, he gives it to you. You know, it's not a hard test. He gives you an open book. It's usually the verse following tells you what you have to do next to see the previous thing happen. All through the Bible. The answers are there if we have our hearts open and our eyes open. He says this, but upon this one I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. Isn't that awesome? See the fear of the Lord. Ah, his delight's in the fear of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. His delight was in the fear of God, in the awe and the reverence and the, the awesomeness of who he was. Jesus' delight was in that. And so we need to believe that when God speaks a word to us, and I'm telling you, he's speaking a word to us. He's speaking a word to us. And then he talks about this whole thing in worship, right? Verse 3 talks about killing, bull, killing bulls and like you're going to kill a dog. Like it's just going to be casual. Like you're just going to do worship like you did it yesterday and it's just another walk with the dog. It's just another act of something else you did to an idol. It's just like flipping on your phone. And I remember Bobby Connor saying, God doesn't like multitasking. He likes all of your attention. He likes all of our attention. He doesn't like, I need to whip my phone away while I'm praying, you know? You need to just shut the thing off. You know, it does have a button that shuts it off. It really does. Yeah, mine's broken too. So then go back. Go back down to seven again. Because this is where it took a, this is where I took from last week. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. I'm going back to it. I'm just going over it for a review. Verse seven, sixty-six seven. Before she was she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered what? A man child. A male. Hmm. Who has heard such a thing? Yeah, see, the prophet said the same thing. Who has ever seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children, and she shall bring her in time of birth, and, shall, and not cause delivery, says the Lord. Yeah, that was Tori's. That was Victoria's dream. And now she's in the back, listening to crying. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's okay, she can do but I'm saying that to say this. The Lord has something for us to receive. And there's something that doesn't have to be painful if we just give ourselves to it. 
This is what this is about. It's about when we give ourselves. Because honestly, you say, don't eat food to me, and that might as well be like, I might as well take on stigmata and, you know, crucify me. Cause that's, but that's what it's supposed to do. Huh? It's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel like, I don't want to be in this skin. It's supposed to humble you. It's supposed to break down all the barriers that get in the way of God speaking to us. And I'm going to pray tonight that we have absolute, complete clarity. There's already people that came to me tonight that have had things already spoken to them. There's, I know God's active in my life. I've already seen him move on my children through fasting and prayer. Quickly. Way quicker than I thought. Way quicker than I thought. And I'm believing that God wants to move on a whole entire region way quicker than I think. Because we all become one. Right? Wasn't that was part of Jesus' prayer? I don't sometimes I don't put it on the unity, but I'm telling you this: if we can agree on one thing to win souls, belief a breakthrough, and God open the door, the windows of heaven and pour out massive blessing, massive harvest, massive increase, massive awakening. Because really, all this whole thing is when we pray and we fast and we believe, and if you just focus on people, even in your family, right? Because what is it that keeps us from the from the gospel? Paul said we have, we're blinded. We're blinded by the God of this age. And I'll tell you right now, I was blinded by the God of this age before I came to know and understand and grab hold of anything that the gospel had in truth. And I had, I had had encounters with the Lord when I was younger. But the more I gave over to sin, come on, you open the door to something else and it comes in and it closes your mind to the gospel. Right? And so even when you're a Christian, come on, somebody, even when you're a Christian, you begin to open doors that closes your vo the voice of God over your life because you don't hear things because you want to hear what you want to hear and you only want to make choices that you want to make. And so the Lord wants us to grab hold of this because I know this, that, the, that the, the, the word that the Lord wants to release to you is coming through fasting and prayer. It's coming through prayer. I won't even put the word fast in front of it. You do it how you want. But I'm telling you, the Lord is wanting to bring families to Christ. Listen, my mom saved. That's just a miracle. I grew up in a house that was totally absent from God, that we believed in absolute nothingness, really. But a new age spirit was, you know, there was all kinds of psychic activity in my house. And she saved. And she loves God. Is she perfect? Is she, come on, am I perfect? I've been doing this for a long time. But I know this. It came quicker than I thought. It came through my kids always on her. <laughs> my kids releasing the gospel to her more than me. I'm like, Ma, look at me. I don't know. You saw me then. You saw me now. What do you want to say? Like, I, I don't even know that guy. But she's like, I don't want to know him anymore. I know. Right? And so the Holy Spirit really wants to do that. But there's, a, there's something. There's a veil. Right? Isn't that what Paul said? There's a veil. And he says this, that we should be doing all kinds of prayer. We need to pray for our leaders. Actually, when he exhorts Timothy to, to do the work of an evangelist, he says, pray like this. He said, I, I encourage you to pray and pray for your leaders of, of nations first. Because why? Because we want, and <laughs> we want the nation to be open so that the gospel can move. 
and so that they don't put restrictions and yokes on the gospel. Pray for leaders. Because he says then that all men would be saved. So if, the, if, if our leaders are righteous, if we pray for righteousness in leadership, right? Come on, pray for, your, pray for the senior leader in here that he'd be righteous. Come on. The power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is wanting to come in such a way to change us and move us into that place. So the Holy Spirit visited me as a person. Do you remember me telling you that? Yeah. I think he promised today to come back again like that, and I'm afraid. But it's a good thing, because we just read that, right? Contrite fear of the Lord. Just keep me humble, Jesus. I'll take the Holy Spirit in person. That'll be okay with me. Might as well be Jesus. You know, maybe Jesus will look a little less intimidating sometimes. But I believe this, that he spoke these words to me, and I have them written down because I had them written down in my journal because I remembered what he spoke. He said, fear not, I've come to guide you in all your ways. I've come to bring counsel and clear direction in the days to come. You will not waver from your mission or your message. Declare and decree awakening to manifest in the region. Then the next day, clear, audible voice, you're married to me and the mission I've given you. And then these words, your life is not your own. Someone say, ouch, for me. Yeah. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So what I want to encourage you in is this. When the true power of the, of the gospel came into the apostles, it was by the power of the Holy Spirit. It was through them seeking. They shut off for 10 days. That's why they have these 10-day fasts, right? 10 days of prayer. We have good advertisement for it. We have, we have good prayer meetings. But we don't have the fire of Pentecost. And I'm telling you right now that there is, someone said there's no Pentecost without a cost. And I'm not saying that we have to pay for everything. You don't pay forward for everything in the gospel. But I am saying this, that there is places that God's calling us to that we will have to sacrifice something to see results. And if I don't, if I don't give my life over, my life is not my own. Didn't he say that? I swear he said that in the gospel somewhere. Right? If you try and keep it, you'll lose it. If you just give it over to him, come on, it's going to be amazing. And so I, I just want to encourage you guys tonight. Really, that's it. That's all I have. That's enough. But the power and the presence of God, I want to believe God. And this is, I guess I am charged up. So it is a rah-rah. But I am telling you that I want to believe God. Guys, go, you know, we have Wednesdays, Tuesdays, alternating. You can go anywhere. We'll just put it up. You know, you guys can choose, pick and choose. I like to go there as a pack. It would be good to sh make good showing. But I just want to encourage one another, not because we're with each other, but I just, come on, whatever the Lord wants to do, I believe that the Lord wants to speak powerfully. And it's not, not about positioning ourselves to, to do another prayer set. Are you hearing me? I don't want to just go and do prayer sets for 21 days because that'll weary me. But I do want to see God come and meet you. 
I do want to see him come and meet your family. I do want to have him come and, and just change and transform us the way we think, the way we believe. Because I'm telling you, he'll change paradigms in how we think and believe him. There's something about faith. There's that, math, that Matthew where he talks about why did he fast and pray? They, he told the disciples that they needed to fast and pray. Why? Because of their faith. He said, you talked about the faith of a mustard seed. There was an issue with what they believed and how they believed God to move. And so I want to believe God to move the mountain. And honestly, nothing is too big for him to move. But there's things that get in the way of our family, of our, come on, I'm, we're blowing it all away. I'm telling you, there's going to be blessed generations and a legacy. Because I want my grandkids to grow up in power, presence, and glory in New England or wherever they end up. But I want them to live out of a, out of a deposit that we've put in, that we've put in, that we've, we may have given so that the, the gospel and the truth of the gospel can, can just flourish. And so I'm talking about something to go beyond. But I am talking tonight about we need a container and we need a vessel that's going to grab hold of what God does. Because honestly, if the harvest comes in, we've got room for about 10. It's true. We've got room for about 10 here. Because I know how you New Englanders are. You like two seats between y'all. You know what I'm saying? They tell you to build churches with extra seats because, you know, you know everyone's going to family, 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 family. Bump, 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 you know? So, guys, I, just, I really I believe God's going to do something fan, phenomenal. Go ahead, you got something? Yeah. I'm praying we go into a whole new place that we hear a lot. And I, that's, I think I did say that earlier, but yeah, we'll, do, we'll definitely pray for that right now. We'll pray for it corporately. We'll believe that God will just open up things that we don't... Listen, I want to break. We have to like believe God that he's going to get rid of all confusion. Because what happens is God speaks a word to us, and then we continue to cook back and forth. Did he say that? Did he say that? It's the same thing that happened at the tree. You know that, right? It's the same. It's like original sin. It's like, did God say that? Same thing that happened to Jesus in the desert when he was fasting and praying. Did God say that? Are you really that guy? Questioning identity, questioning purpose, questioning who we are. 
So I'm believing that God is going to break open things. And I'm going to believe that it's not going to matter whether you pray at 3 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that God's going to speak. And he's going to begin to speak in your dreams and through whatever means he needs to. But that's why I read that out of Daniel. That's what we got to ask for. God, give us wisdom to see what you're saying. Because sometimes the Lord is speaking in parables. Sometimes he's not speaking clearly. Sometimes he's, he wants kings to dig treasures and find out what he is actually saying. And he's trying to, you know, get us on a horse to find him. Come on. That's what he's doing. And I love it when he just comes to me like, you know, an angelic visitation or a vision. That's great. Because then I don't have to question. I can journal it and it's all good. But then sometimes, like, you know, the stuff that was happening over the last few weeks... And then, I get a, then we get a prophetic word to actually, because out of what? The mouth of two or three witnesses is everywhere established. So I believe that the word that I just spoke to you is established. It's done. That's where my faith's at with it, because I don't believe, I believe that, you know, we need a whole other section over here. Now, whether it happens here or in the move, it doesn't matter to me. I don't really care where it happens, just that it happens. You know, I'm not depending on, you know, whether we go there or whether we go there or where, where the Lord lands us. It doesn't matter. But I know this, that when, it's, when the word's spoken to me that says we're going to raise up desolate places, I can think of some desolate places. And God wants to restore those and make them a great heritage for the whole entire region. This is not, I think it's so much more than just our little thing, which I don't just by the days of small beginnings, but what I'm saying is God wants to bring it way bigger, way deeper, way wider, right? All right, you're agreeing with me, you better stand. So we're just going to reach up to the Lord and just speak to him a little bit. And Obviously, every night we, we pray. We'll pray for people if you need prayer. I think it's more about the corporate thing tonight, personally, about us grabbing hold of whatever he wants us to grab hold of. And so, Lord, I speak to every bit of confusion over every person. Lord, every yoke, we just ask that, Lord, you just release complete freedom, that we'd walk in light, we walk in truth tonight. And Lord, we thank you. I thank you for just an awesome opportunity for this entire body. I thank you, Father, for an amazing opportunity that we live in this time. I thank you that we live in this time, God. I thank you that you want to speak to us. Lord, I'm not the only one you want to show up to as, as the person of the Holy Spirit and just show up in their room and Freak them out. Lord, I pray you do it to everyone in this place. Let it happen, God. And Lord, as we give ourselves to you, as we uh, consecrate ourselves, Father, we believe you that you're going to do something amazing. I thank you that even at the turn of the year, God, that you're going to bring amazing shift and change, God. Even in the next three weeks, we're going to see it, we're going to feel it, we're going to know it. Lord, I thank you for the light of heaven being just released and dropped right now. Lord, I pray that every person would just receive right tonight, right now, 
that they receive your light. Lord, open up. We, take, we pray that every distraction would go. That through the next few weeks, Father, over the next couple weeks, three weeks, that, Lord, you would open our hearts. That we would live in a place where we hear and we have communion with you. Lord, nothing would keep us from the presence of, of you of, and your, your spirit, God. I thank you, God. We just live, you're going to just help us to live in a place that's totally beyond what we've ever known. So I pray tonight you release faith for that. I pray that you just release, our eyes would be single. That's one thing that the Lord spoke to me earlier that I didn't release to you guys, but the Lord is wanting our eyes to be single. Just focus on Jesus Thank you, Damon, for that confirmation in the back room. But he wants us to be focused on Jesus and the, and the power of, of the cross and the resurrection. Focus on that. When we pray, when we take communion, you, I encourage you, take communion at home alone. Come on, guys. It's going to be awesome. God's going to open things up through just communion and communing with him and the power of what, he, what he's done. <laughs> And the places he's going to bring you and show you, Father, I just thank you. And so, Lord, we just thank you tonight. You're going to open up awesome things. I thank you for, for Noah who responded. I thank you for every other church who, who was participating. Lord, I pray right now, we, we just all agree right now as one body, that, Lord, you'd release the grace to do this on, the, on Grace Assembly, on, on Life Crossing Church, on every church, Father, on, on Freedom House, Father, we just thank you. On, on Center Point, Father, we thank you. And all the other churches in the region, Father, that, Lord, they move into a new place with you. Lord, we begin to seek you and pursue you. We thank you for this, that it's a key to the greatest awakening. It's a key to the third great awakening. We thank you, God, that it comes through prayer, fasting, and seeking you, God. And, Lord, not, again, not, we know we don't have to do it to get your attention. Sometimes we have to do it to give our attention to you because we desire you more than we do food, because we desire you more than we do the television. We desire you more than our daily mundane activities. Lord, we desire you more. And Lord, I believe you're going to release a grace upon this. So Lord, I pray that everyone's words, Lord, that they speak, I thank you, Father, that they're not going to drop short, that they're not going to fall short. Lord, I thank you, God, that everyone is going to receive things from heaven that are going to be released on the earth. I thank you, Father. Before it even happens, we thank you for the birthing of the new thing. Before it happens, we thank you that it's going to come without pain. We thank you, God for restoring desolate heritages. We thank you for every family that's going to receive re restoration. We thank you for every person in this place that's going to receive restoration. We thank you for those who are going to participate that are going to receive restoration in their spirits and in their hearts. Lord, we thank you. 